This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me to the book of, of Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I'm, I'm going to slow down here just a little bit. I'm going to share with you some things in my life that begins to take place. and um, Many times we view the word repentance as a negative. That's not a negative. That's how we stay in, in fellowship with God. So anytime in your life that you sense a conviction in your heart of things that are taking place, it's as if the Holy Spirit is saying, go ahead and repent for that. Go ahead and repent. Take ownership in it. And the word repentance literally means to confess your sin before God. Take ownership and say, Lord, I, I, I did this. I cho- chose to do this. And so in my life, the Lord's been dealing with me because periodically you, you get in situations in life and you find out when life squeezes you and pressures you, you find out what's in you. And so when you get caught up in a lot of traffic or you're in a hurry and you're on a mission, you got to get there, doesn't it seem like you get behind people that want to obey the speed limit? Bless them. Or you get behind somebody who's out for a Sunday stroll and you have the thought, do they not know I'm in a hurry? Do they? And so the Lord has really begun to deal with me on two, two big areas in my life. The areas of complaining and the areas of being critical or judgmental. Where stuff will just, bash, just pop right out of me. And at times I look and I think, that's, that's not my heart, that's not what I want to do. And so as we prayed last night in here, man, we released an oil of repentance in this house. And so if you find yourself coming in here and repenting, that's why you're coming under the things. That's a good thing. And man, I mean, day after day, the Holy Spirit just, he convicts me. Quit being judgmental. Quit being critical. Quit calling people stupid. You don't even know them. You do that, Pat? I do. And I, I turn into a different person when I drive a lot of times. And so the Lord is working on me in those areas. And you may say, well, man, I don't have that problem. Well, you probably not, don't have that problem in that area, but you've got another problem in your life. And so the Lord wants to help you. He wants Because none of us are perfect, okay? And so he's always refining me. Think of yourself as this way. You're like a cookie. And he says, get back in the oven. You're not done. And he just keeps putting me back in the oven. How many of you ever found that? He just keeps putting me back in the oven. As long as I surrender to him. Okay, that was all free. That had nothing to do with tonight. Matthew chapter 12, we've been, we've been talking about faith, and we're going to continue to talk about faith, just the foundational areas of faith. And so I had you go to the book of Matthew 12. I'm, I'm going to start reading tonight in one of our main texts for the last few weeks is in the book of Philemon, right before Hebrews. You don't have to go there. Let me just read this to you. And, and if you hadn't been there, write this verse down. This is Philemon, verse 6. That the sharing of your faith may become effective. The New Living says that the sharing of your faith is how you put it into action. The word effective right there in the Greek literally means energized. So he tells me and you, do you want your faith to be energized? We all should say yes, and so how is our faith energized? He goes on to say, by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So he just told me right there again. 
The way my faith becomes effective, energized, activated is when I begin to acknowledge. And how do you acknowledge? You speak. I begin to acknowledge the good things that are in me in Christ Jesus. I find in the Word of God what Jesus says about me, what Jesus did for me. And I begin to speak that out of my mouth. Now, with the thought there, your faith will be energized. Listen to this verse. This is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 in the Amplified. For the Word of God speaks, is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. Actually, Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified, it literally mirrors what we just read in Philemon verse 6. So the Word of God, when you speak it out of your mouth, it becomes active, it becomes operative, it becomes energized, and it becomes effective. It is very powerful for us to speak the Word of God out loud. Speak the Word of God where you can hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we start now, Matthew 12, verse 34. Brood of vipers or offsprings of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? Now what he's telling me right there, that if I'm evil, I'm not going to speak good things. An evil person will speak evil things out of his mouth. How do we know that? Well, look how he finishes verse 34. He says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh. Or your mouth speaks. So he begins to give us insight right here. And he says, whatever you have in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And so literally he tells me that my words will ultimately Locate me out of the abundance, out of the fullness or the overflow of your heart. So he lets me know again, the things that I'm putting in my heart or the things that I'm feeding my life on, they're going to manifest out of your words. Very important that we learn to get into the word of God. Feed on the word of God. You know, when I was reading this today, I, I look at it in a spiritual way and I look at it in a natural way. In a natural way, if all day long you ate Twinkies, you ate candy bars, you ate junk food all day long, your body would ultimately start breaking down. But when I eat fruits and vegetables and those things... My body is healthy. It's the same with the word of God or not. When I eat good things spiritually, that's the word of God. And my spirit man will be healthy. But if all I ever put in there is junk stuff pertaining to maybe all I ever do is watch TV. All I ever do is, is read magazine. I never get the word of God in me. Spiritually, you're going to be malnourished. I'm going to be malnourished. So he gives me insight in there. i got to get into the Word of God on a daily basis. How many like to eat every day? All of us do. Some of us like to eat three, four, five. We all like to eat. We all have our favorites. 
But I got to get where I eat the word of God on a daily basis. So he says, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth will speak. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Did the good treasure in his heart just mysteriously show up there? Just, just the luck that God leaned over the balcony of heaven and said, bang, there you go. No, he said, out of the good treasure of the heart, the, the, he describes the, the good man, he will bring forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So again, we back up. Out of the abundance of the heart, whether that's good or evil, what did he say would happen? It's going to come out of my mouth And when bad things come out of my mouth or evil things come out of my house, it begins to be like a map into my life. I begin to go in the very directions that my words are beginning to say. So my words paint a picture. Verse 36. But I say to you that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. That word idle there, word, idle word means non-working or for every careless word that me and you will speak, we're going to give an account of it on the day of judgment. Now again, don't ask me how that's going to look, okay? I'm, I'm not God. But evidently, somehow in heaven, all our idle words or careless words are being recorded. Every one of us. So he's given us a warning here. Listen to Proverbs 13 verse 3 in the message. Careful words make for a careful life. Careless talk may ruin everything. How many of you have ever heard this saying right here? Words are cheap. Not according to Matthew 12, 36, they're not cheap. They're really, really, really expensive. They're so expensive that Proverbs 18, 21 says, Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. So we jump to verse 37. For by your words, your words, again, we take ownership for our words. The words that come out of my mouth are my choice. For by your words, you will be justified, you will be declared righteous, or for by your words, you will be condemned, you will be declared guilty. And so, right here, the Lord Jesus, he tells me and you, our words are either working for me, or they're working against me. And everything is based off of my words right here. And so, by my words, I literally am expressing what's in my heart. What are you feeding on? What are you putting in your heart on a daily basis? Go with me to the book of James, chapter 3. James, chapter 3. Now think about this even as you're turning there. The words out of your mouth have the ability to determine your eternal destination. Where's that? Romans 10, 9, and 10. That the way you get born again is you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. 
So part of me getting born again, my eternal destination is based off the words out of my mouth. I like to say this, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. I come under your name, Lord. I come under your blood, Lord. I come under your broken body, Lord Jesus. So again, it becomes an expression in my heart who he is. I believe it's important that we say, you're Lord of my life, Jesus. I crown you as my king. You are the Lord of lords. You are the king of kings of my life. And so again, so much that takes place in our lives is revealed out of our mouth. James 3, verse 2 now. This this is a powerful, powerful set of scripture. And I got in here the other day, and just the goodness of God, I began to see stuff in ways that I'd never seen. So pick up with me, verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. We all have fallen in in many ways. We all have offended in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in word, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. Now, the word perfect there, it literally means fully developed. It denotes being mature. He is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. So when you look at what he says right there, James is saying, if you begin to get a hold of the words that you allow to come out of your mouth, your words are so powerful that they dictate how my body acts. One translation says, the Amplified, that it will curb your entire nature. And so it's if my body, my entire nature, takes orders from my mouth. And so all day long, whether you understand this, your your mouth is is making orders. It's determining the things we're doing in life. It's determining which way I'm going. The existence of nature. Now he really, really breaks this down. He gives us numerous illustrations in here. But what what needs to happen with these illustrations is we need to make them where they apply to my life. So keep reading verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horse's mouth, a little, 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 little bitty piece of metal in a horse's mouth that they may obey us. So what's he telling me right there? That the way they treat a horse to obey is right there through that bit in his mouth. So the application to me is you. You want to learn obedience in your mouth? Or you want to learn obedience in your life? Put a guard in your mouth. Now I'm not much of a horse rider. I don't even like to ride the one at Kmart. I hate those things. I pulled the plug on it, but... You think about the bits in a horse's mouth. You know what you do? And I know there's some of you understand this more than I do. And you may have to speak on this. But to get a horse to obey, you pull those reins back. And that bit begins to bite down on them. You know what? They stop. They stop. Now, look how he goes on and talks about this right here. And we turn their whole bodies. 
How did he say they turned their whole bodies? By that little bit in their mouth. And so if I look into this, he begins to tell me, you want to change the course of your life? You want to change the direction you're going? Watch the words that come out of your mouth. Watch the words that you say. How many of you have ever listened to the words you say? I mean, because my words will look at me so periodically, and it usually happens in, in, in Walmart when I'm waiting in line, but I, I listen real close to what people say. And this happened just a couple weeks in one night. I hear a guy in front of me, and he said, it's the strangest thing in the world. He said, every day at precisely 2 o'clock, I have a migraine headache. He said, I, I'm telling you, it's like clockwork. Every day at 2 o'clock. And he's telling this lady cashier, and she said, every day at 2 o'clock? And he said, yeah, I don't know why. But every day at 2 o'clock, I have these crazy headaches. He said, I've had them for years, and he said, I guess I'll have them the rest of my life. And so I'm looking at him, and I think, maybe we ought to get a bit in your mouth. But oftentimes, we can hear what other people say, but what about my own life? That same day, I heard a guy say, the only luck I ever have is bad luck. If bad is going to happen, he said, it's going to show up at my door. And I thought, well, you might as well tell the UPS driver just to send you that bad package because life and death are in the power of the tongue. The same line, there's a little boy, and you can tell he's got stitches or something in his arm. And his mama was telling the lady in front there what had happened. And she said to him, he's accident prone. He said, if anything bad's going to happen to him, it's going to be him. She said, this is what happened this time. Next time, he'll probably break his neck. And I'm sitting there saying, no, lady, no, no, quit. But see, it's very easy to listen to what other people say, but what do I say? Verse 4. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, but they are turned by a very small rudder, Wherever the pilot desires. So the rudder in comparison to the ship is tiny. As the tongue is compared to my body is tiny. But if I know right here what he says here. That that, that rudder has the ability to turn a ship. That that rudder tells the ship where to go. But if you look at the end of verse 4, what he said, he said specifically, wherever the pilot desires. So the rudder takes orders from the pilot. Who's the pilot? I'm the pilot. And my rudder takes orders from me. But it's interesting, he said right here, that even in the midst of a storm or a fierce winds, that the rudder through the pilot's commands has the ability to navigate through the storms. So guess what for me and you? Are you in a storm of life right now? What are you saying? And you may not be in any storm right now, but there'll be a storm before long. And when you get in it, you've got to get in the purpose where when the storms of life show, I start speaking the word of God. I start saying what God's saying. Now, he's given us the, the, the application about our tongue. Verse 5. Even so, 
The tongue is a little member. But it boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. So what he tells me this time is, my words are like little pieces of kindling. Like a little, little bitty spark. And so I talk a little negatively here, and I talk a little negatively here, and I begin to say things that are totally opposite of the word. Just a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there. But ultimately what he says here is it has the potential to start a great fire. And with the great fire comes great destruction. But we go back, and it started with just a little spark. Now, we've seen some of these wildfire here lately. I mean, when I watch on the news and they say 300,000 acres, how'd that start? Just a little spark. So the warning here to me is you, just that little word. Just that little word here and that little word there. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire. It's a world of iniquity. The word iniquity there is translated unrighteousness. And it is unrighteous that it defiles or contaminates the whole body. So if I look real close to what he just said there, that little, little bitty tongue has the ability to contaminate or defile my whole body. So he's letting me and you know the words that come out of my mouth are very, very powerful. Begin to think of your words like a seed. You're planting seed all day long with your words. And before long, those seeds are going to come up. Whether good seeds or bad, they're going to begin to spring up. And so he gives us insight here again, and he says it defiles the whole body. It sets on fire the course of nature, the course of my existence, and it is set on fire by hell. I'm going to dig into that a little bit more here in just a second. But he said your your tongue has the ability to set your uh, life in motion. The course of your life begins to follow your tongue. The existence of my life. I'll never have a good job. I'll never have this. So what he begins to do here through all this is he begins to make me aware of what all my tongue has the ability or the capacity to do in my life. Verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Mankind tames them with natural ability. But no man can tame the tongue. No man can tame the tongue with natural ability. So watch what he says. It is an unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. So the way the tongue is tamed is by God and the Holy Spirit. And you begin to say, Lord, I ask you to help me. Help me to put a guard on my mouth. Help me to be aware, Holy Spirit. Lord, you said that the Spirit of God would help me. He would assist me. That you would give me a helper. And so I begin to tug on him. Now, when he says there in verse 8, It is unruly evil and full of deadly poison. 
The unruly evil is produced by the tongue. And that unruly evil that is produced by the tongue is the things of hell. And he says, the tongue has the ability to spit out deadly poison. God is powerful. And so this is one of the errors the Lord dealt with me on being critical in judgment. He said, it's like you spit out deadly poison. You spit out the things of hell. Verse 9. With it, our tongue, we bless our God and Father. And with it, our tongue, we curse men who've been made in the similitude of the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. It's notoriously inconsistent is what he's saying. And the natural tendency as mankind is to speak evil. That's the natural tendency. I mean, that's the flow of most people there. Speak negative, negative, negative. And if you were raised in a negative home, you need to ask God to help you. Say, Father God, I don't want to go in that. Because if you don't begin to ask God and the Holy Spirit to help you, you're going to gravitate in that area. Because you don't have to. I begin to ask God to help me. Verse number 11, he ends with this. In verse 12, no, 11. Does the spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? No. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive trees? Nope. Or a grapevine bear figs? Nope. Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So you know what he's telling us? It's going to be one or the other. It's going to be one or the other. And guess who decides the deciding vote? I do. Every day, it becomes a choice of my words. You're right there in James. Go, go, just turn a page back. I didn't put this down, but we're going to go ahead and look at it. This is James 1, verse 26. James is loaded with our words. Wasn't that good stuff? Golly, I like that today. Man, I sit there and the scriptures wear me out sometimes. I'm like, oh Lord, you've got to help me. Help me speak the things of God. James 1, 26. If anyone among you thinks he is religious, that's a good one. He thinks he's religious. But he does not bridle his tongue. But he deceives his own heart. This one's religious or religion is useless. Now it's very interesting he throws in there. I don't care how special you think you are. If you don't bridle your tongue... If you don't get a hold of your tongue, it's not going to be real good in your life no matter who you are. Another one you can write down is, is James 1.19. He said, be swift to hear and slow to speak. I pray that over my life every day. I speak that. Lord, help me in Jesus' name to be swift to hear and slow to speak. I speak that over President Trump. How many of you have noticed at times he has the, the ability, like many of us, to speak real quick? I can do that. And so I don't fault him. I'm not judging him saying that because I'm asking the same thing for me. But again, James is trying to make us aware your words are very important. Begin to speak the word of God out of your mouth. Find scripture. Find, find words. And begin to say that over this. You know, I heard this years ago. 
The reason that the most children fail his life is because the words that were spoken over him. So what happens when words are spoken over us, if we keep hearing those, before long we begin to believe it. You'll never make good grades. You're stupid. You're, you're always going to be in trouble. Now, again, I, I want to highlight this right now. That may be stuff that was spoken over you, but understand, you don't have to grab a hold of that. You begin to pull those roots back up and you start saying, well, God, God said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. God said, I've, I got the mind of Christ. I'm smart. I tell you, that's what you need to tell your kids. You're smart. In the name of you, you're smart. You don't even have to do that by faith. Just start, to, you're smart. That's what my dad would tell you. He did that to us by faith, though. You're smart. You're full of the wisdom of God. You make good choices. So what am I doing? Well, man, I'm just speaking what God says. Full of wisdom, full of the love of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.